This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learn something. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Clayton. It's good to see you. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up on Christmas, so yeah. a little housekeeping. We will not be recording an episode in two weeks. We're going to skip over, give ourselves a little break for yeah. the holidays and yeah. take a take a week off. So and then we'll hit it back again at the in January, which I think we started last or this February. So we almost a year. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. So we went back and forth this week a little bit about what are we going to talk about? And we had a, lot, a wide selection of uh, topics. And it feels weird to just kind of pull something random out of the bag um, when you're when you're in the holiday season. But we kind of talked about holiday stuff last time. So yeah. what we landed on this time is talking about the concept of intensity and intensity in, in training. And yeah. I think there's, there's a lot that could be said there and a lot that's misunderstood. So that's what we're going to talk about is, okay. is intensity. So should we start by defining terms? What do we mean by intensity? Well, usually it's a subjective measurement of how much power you are putting out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about that before, that measurement. Like we can able to measure force times distance divided by time, figure right. out our power output in, right. in foot pounds per second. And yeah, then we have... We have a thing. So if you and I are side by side and we're doing a workout and my mm -hmm. calculations work out to be a hundred foot pounds per second and you are at 95, then mm -hmm. I'm demonstrating more work in that shorter amount of time mm -hmm. and therefore more intensity ish ish. Yeah. Um, so that, I think that works. I mean, it's a very nerdy definition. Yeah. And probably doesn't resonate well with most with most people, myself included. Yeah, because I'm not thinking about um, foot pounds per second while I'm no. while I'm working out. No. So let's make it more relatable. What does intensity? I usually say like, how hard am I? How hard do I feel like I'm working? Mm -hmm. Something yeah. as simple as that. How hard am I feeling? Quote unquote that I'm working. Yeah, there's a a scale. It's like the some training methods used. That is about the rate of perceived exertion, mm -hmm. RPE scale. I believe that's what it stands for. But, but yeah, that's a pretty good gauge of like, hey, do I, on a scale of one to 10, how hard do I feel mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm moving? How does that, what, is the, what does a 10 look like for you? Well, that's why I was giggling yeah. over here because there are some days I feel like I am working at a 10, but mm -hmm. feel like a slug. I am just going through the motions, but just going through the motions mm -hmm. is really hard. Yeah. But then there's other days that we joke, who did, who hurt you today? Because I am just going all on out. Yeah. And I feel good. The weight feels good. The movement feels good. Everything's clicking and I can push hard through the mm -hmm. workout yeah. and maybe have a little bit heavier weights that day. Yeah. So... It's a very subjective, what, what's a 10 is probably going to change day to day. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I like about that scale is that rate of perceived exertion, right? Mm -hmm. Your perception of how hard you're working is going to change from day to day, mm -hmm. but also 
it doesn't give us an accurate measurement. So mm-hmm. it's not the only scale of like we talked about the the mathematical component of kind of measuring intensity. We did a workout. You and I did it on Wednesday. <laughs> a workout that was supposed to be like 14 minutes or less or something like that. I don't remember what the more likely time was. Yeah. And it took me over 20 minutes because whatever reason I had what I thought was going to be totally doable mm-hmm. turned out to be just be almost impossible for me. And I felt like I was giving it a 10 in effort. And that was just rough, rough yeah, times. Yeah. And maybe on any other day, that wouldn't have been a 10. So we know that there's differences based on day to day. What are some of the things that we might think about that are going to impact that? Because we can't expect to come in every day hitting the gym at 100%. No. What are some things that kind of will affect our ability to do that? Well, actually, I wrote this in my own notes the other yeah. day, Wednesday. I was like, girl, check your fuel. Yeah. So nutrition, mm-hmm. hydration, sleep. Mm-hmm. How many times have you already been to the gym that week? Yeah. What's that recovery yep. from previous training sessions look yep. like? Yeah. yeah. Stress. Yeah. So if all those things are going to impact our our ability to mm-hmm. put intensity into our workouts, Mm -hmm. if we are continually trying to pursue a 10, I mean, that kind of begs the question, like, it doesn't seem like it's always going to be possible. Yeah. I mean, or that's going to look different every day because our level of energy is going to be different. I guess that kind of begs the question, should, should we even pursue a level 10 of intensity? Should we be going all out every day in the gym? No. No, why not? Because we're not going to be all, if all those, because there's so many different factors that are going to influence that ability to get, ability to get to a 10, mm-hmm. can we perfectly get that, all of those things combined every day yeah. to get to a 10? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. And without being able to achieve that, aiming for that perceived intensity of a 10 every time without all the factors there's probably going to be an increased risk for an injury. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely, there definitely could be. We tend the faster we move Mm -hmm. to think more about speed and less about position. Yeah. And so our technique goes to places where it shouldn't. And yeah, then we open ourselves up for more of that, that injury. There was a question I was going to ask. And now it's like, we, I, we moved to, you, you said that thing about injury, you know, I got, lost my train of thought, which is totally fine. Maybe we'll come back around to it. Um, what were we talking about before? You were asking me why we shouldn't be working out at a level of 10 yeah, every okay. day. They, why should we not? There we go. There's, there's a question. Um, so the, my follow up question was, I was like, how, how often should we, or how often do we need to actually pursue that higher high level of intensity to actually see progress. Do you want my personal opinion? Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't think there's a right answer. I think if you can come in here with a mindset of three days a week Mm -hmm. with when you have all those things working for you, then I think that is inappropriate. And then give yourself grace on some of those other days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would kind of agree with that. I think that it's, it goes back to, it depends. Yeah. Always the answer, like there's depends, nothing in the always. strength and conditioning, this yep. exercise things that is a kind of a black and white sort of answer, but it depends. Like if you are training five days a week and means you've got two rest days, where you are not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, if you can try to hit 
two or three days with really high intensity and be kind of purposeful about the ones that you you choose, then that, that plenty of all-out intensity the other days can be moderate intensity. Mm-hmm. There can even be days that have light intensity. Mm-hmm. Why would we want to modulate our intensity? Because I know there are other gyms that are similar to ours that don't modulate intensity. It's just you come in every time, they're going to burn it down to the ground. Why do we feel it's important to modulate that intensity? Well, we already kind of touched base on that. Like sometimes when we think intensity, we just think speed. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're then going over the full range of motion. How much weights can we lift? Depths of things, maybe slowing things down so that we can really work on that skill. Mm -hmm. Some of that stuff goes out the window. Yeah. So I think taking a step back and maybe let's focus on weight or skill or whatever Mm -hmm. it is for that day. Or maybe it's your mindset. Yeah. Maybe you just need to come in and move so that you feel better about yourself. You get that one hour for yourself that maybe you just need to move Mm -hmm. and maybe taking off the speed component can actually make us more fit. Yeah. Because if we slow things down, take a deep breath, whatever the focus is for that day, your workout the next day might mm-hmm. actually be more improved. Yeah. I think all of those things are, are true. The This kind of goes back a little bit to that minimum effective dose. Yeah. We don't need to burn it down every day Mm-mm. to see progress. And if we do, our body is going to start showing the wear and tear of that and we are going to be more prone to injury. We're not going to be recovered enough. Um, we're going to feel burnt out. We're going to be less likely to want to come into the gym because we know it's just going to be awful. And we, and if we don't come in, we're not going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And so then we come back to that, what maybe, which is more important, consistency or intensity that it's a kind of a, a balancing thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think long term consistency is going to be better for you yeah. always. Yep. So modulating intensity so that you can remain consistent is going to be the the best way forward for most most people. I mean depending on your goals. Like again, it depends. If you're trying to be a competitive athlete and you need to be training differently, you still it would be a good idea to modulate intensity, but that's going to look different than you and I modulating intensity. Yeah. So, what are some other I guess that kind of leads me to thinking about what are some other ways that we things that might cause us to modulate our intensity, even if it's all right, rather than me trying to figure out how to ask the question, I'm just going to put this. So you, you might have movements, exercises that you are not great at. Yeah. So within a single workout, mm-hmm. there might be a modulating of intensity inside the workout. Mm-hmm. So maybe you struggle with you slow down on the cleans, mm-hmm. you work on the technique, you do the best you can. And then the other movement is, push-ups or whatever, and you're great at push-ups, yeah. then you're going to go as hard as you can mm-hmm. on the push-ups. And maybe the next day you've got two movements that are in your wheelhouse and you can push really hard on them. And then that's the day that you're like, yeah, I'm going to go all out. So sometimes the workout itself will dictate your level of intensity because yeah. you need to yeah. slow down and, yeah. and work on things. Yep. We have usually one day a week in here that we call a for quality day or a skill day. And I, I mean, I think every day should be for quality. Like we're trying to always move well, but there are like, if we're trying to 
say we have a workout and it's got a, you know, a, a time that we want you to get it done in five minutes and it's got toes to bar in it or whatever and you really suck at toes to bar. So yeah. you're going to scale it to a hanging knee raise so you can continue moving through the workout in, in, in the time that we want. That's beneficial for getting that workout done. Mm-hmm. But if we had a skill day, a for quality day, we're like, okay, we're working on toes to bar and you don't have, there's no time that you're trying to meet here mm-hmm. and you're just going to take as much time as you need to really work on keeping your legs as straight as you can and improving an actual toaster bar that might actually feel harder. Yeah. That perceived rate of exertion, right. Is going to be maybe higher on that skill day Mm -hmm. than on the day where you're doing hanging knee raises quicker. So again, yes, you're slowing down, but you're also maybe working harder and all those things kind of play in here. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a hard yeah. thing to, to navigate. Yeah. I Quality day is probably one of my new favorite days. And we have this fabulous coach here, Coach Bertha, who I was taking one of her classes. And she was like, quality day is like, let's be kids and let's play around. She made me scale pistols on a quality day like I have never done before. I was in so much butt pain from the way she had me scale, but mm-hmm. I had never scaled that way. Mm-hmm. And now I'm excited to try the workout. I think we have pistols again tomorrow. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited now because I have new skills from that day mm-hmm. to try tomorrow, but I don't ever get that time yeah. to slow that mm-hmm. down. And I already have a plan going into tomorrow's workout. I'm yeah. like, okay, I know I have this new way I'm not going to do as many reps because I want to work on these pistols. But there's also another movement in there. I can't remember what it is, but I know that I'm better at it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take my pistol time and then speed up on my other. But without that time with Bertha to slow that movement down, I didn't even know that scaling existed. Mm -hmm. So that what you had just said, like the beauty of like taking that time to slow it down because there wasn't a clock that day. Mm-hmm. Really taking that time to play around. She did. She had us play around like a bunch of little kids to figure out what a new scaling option was going to yeah. be. And that was an awesome time for us yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I mean, as you just said, that opened up new ways of training. Absolutely. A new way for you to see progress and challenge yourself, which slowing down allows for. And there aren't a lot of gyms that are like ours that allow for that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, go, go, go. And yeah, that's kind of a problem. There's a, a quote, a saying from Greg Glassman, the founder of CrossFit, the guy that kind of developed the training methodology. And he said, and he's, he's a really big nerd, which is totally fine. I say that with, with all the love that being a really, myself being a really big nerd, I appreciate this, but is that intensity is the independent variable most commonly associated with favorable adaptation. And the fact that I just remembered all of that, and I think that's pretty close to accurate quote. Yeah, that's just, that just made my day that I remembered that <laughs> and was able to get the words out. But if we look at it, here's the thing. We we have all these people in a, in a class, in a session, whatever, doing the same workout. The person that is pushing the intensity the most, because everyone's doing the same, mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, the same movements, trying to hit that same kind of feeling 
for the workout, but the person that's pushing themselves the hardest, it's, that's where the independent kind of variable, that's the, that's the change. How fast are you getting the work done? Or into like, like today's case, the workout is an AMRAP. So how many rounds are you getting in? How mm-hmm. quickly are you moving? That's the variable that is different between everyone because everyone's doing roughly the same, the same movements. We might be scaling a little bit, but we're doing roughly the, the same things. That's the thing that moves the needle yeah. forward. Yeah. So it's important that we hit intensity. We can't just come mm-hmm. in and be consistent and only like hit at a like a level five on our intensity meter every day and just yeah. say, yeah, I'm I'm consistent. This is all I this is all I need. Yeah. That's not going to help people reach their goals. Yeah. So what we see is when people start, most of the people that join our gym have not worked out in a long time or they've you know, they're not familiar with this kind of training. So any movement, just showing up and doing everything as a four quality day without pushing themselves for intensity is enough intensity to have it move the needle. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? The needle moves. The needle moves. Yeah. And so now you're at a new starting point yeah. and that intensity has to change. Yeah. What I think we see, not from everyone, but often is that people find this level of this is discomfort and this is what my my power output is and there are days where even there are days where they're think they're pushing their intensity mm-hmm. it looks a lot like the days that they're not pushing their intensity mm-hmm. and everything kind of becomes a muddled mess yeah um because they get used to that this is the load that i usually lift mm-hmm. this is the speed at which i do mm-hmm. these things and we stop seeing yep. progress because yep. we're not pushing that that independent variable yeah. that that thing that can change that we're in control of there i don't know why that i mean i find that in kind of myself as well like i hit these these limits i'm like yep this is as far as i want to push myself because i don't i, I don't like breathing this hard i don't like and for a while like i push myself to that level and i see that adaptation change yeah. i feel like yeah. as as i was you know starting out and doing this for a long time and then it becomes harder and harder to see that progress because that level of intensity is so much harder to to push. So what was a level 10 for me at one point is maybe now maybe a level 8 but still feels equally as uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But now I have a little bit more capacity to push to a new level 10. Mm-hmm. But doing so is really hard to want to do that. Yeah. And that's where... Sometimes it takes the push from our coaches and trust Mm -hmm. between coach and athlete, or we have some nice encouragement that goes on between members Mm -hmm. that I see where that needle gets pushed just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, last night is a perfect example. We had a really great rowing and push jerk. Mm -hmm. And there's one particular member that I'm always like, increase your weight. And she looks at me just scared, but I know she wants, the needle has moved. Mm -hmm. Now we have to have her move the needle too. And every time she's like, I I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't. She just looks at me with this fear in her eyes. I'm like, I know you can. And she'll be like, okay. And then afterwards I said to her, what could we have done different? And she said, I should have put more weight on. I was like, yeah. And she wants to, but it's full on fear mm-hmm. and because you you forget how far you've come in your journey a lot of people do mm-hmm. and it's 
amazing for us to watch people, but sometimes you don't even self-reflect how far you've come in a journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that journey can change too, Mm -hmm. that sometimes we have dips down where we do need to reduce that intensity. Maybe we're going through a life situation or you're having a bad week at work. Cool. But then we can ramp it back up the next week. We don't have to sit in that low intensity. Yeah. We can turn it back up. Without without the risk of diverting us, I think that there is so much we can learn about what we're capable of through training like we do with doing very challenging things often. But it only, and we can apply those things to other aspects of our life and Mm -hmm. push ourselves to do more challenging things in, in our lives outside of the gym. But it does also help with that right there. Like, this is what I, this is what I believe in myself about what I can do. And then we see that they can do more and we push them to do more. Then it comes down to them to take a lesson from that intensity of like, oh, I actually am capable of this. I'm capable of more than I think I am and internalizing that and owning that. Otherwise, they're just going to always believe that the 10-pound kettlebell is what they should be swinging when mm-hmm. almost no one should be swinging a 10-pound kettlebell. Just cause, <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, it's just, yeah, it's not, not enough load to, to make a change. I think that we, we often, we go, I see people go through that of like, here's the thing I don't think I can do. I just, a coach pushed me to do the thing. And the next time it comes back around, they're back to the same, yeah. same weight. They're not taking that opportunity to learn a lesson about yeah. what they're capable of. Yeah. And like we do this stretching protocol in here where we do some contract, relax. We like contract all of our muscles really, really tight in whatever stretch we're doing and then relax them. And we should gain a little ground in that stretch. Right. And then that end point, that new range of motion we've picked up is our new starting point for our next contraction. Mm-hmm. And then we relax and we gain a little bit of ground and then repeat. So, I mean, a, a great analogy, if you're, if you've done that or experienced that to what we're talking about here mentally, like, Hey, here's this really hard thing I'm doing. And, Oh, I've gained some ground. I've pushed intensity. My fitness has improved. Now this is my new starting point. I'm not going to go back to this weight or this scaling option or whatever, because I have, I've leveled up. I've made it to this new starting point. And now this is my baseline for intensity. And and I think barring any like illness or injury or anything that, you know, that we've got to be smart about things. We don't just say, yep, now forever I'm deadlifting 225 pounds. Every time I come into the gym, like that may not be appropriate for that. But anyway, yeah, I think that there's some, some room there for people to kind of integrate mm-hmm. mindset stuff with their intensity and to, and to learn things from that. Mm-hmm. I think I had another question. But I can't remember what it was. It's not great. This is a riveting conversation right here. <laughs> right. Do, 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 do. We talked about, we talked about modifying within like modulating within a workout yep. as different movements. Yeah. We talked about like modulating throughout the week because of recovery, because of sustainability, we talked about what? Talked about slowing down. Yeah. We talked about for quality days being an intense just because of the effort that you're putting into doing things the right way. We talked about being the like the driving force for change. Yeah. We I think we covered most everything. All right. 
must you go? What else you got? I don't have uh, nothing. Well, then we got to find some way to like cut all of this out and, <laughs> uh, and, and wrap this up nicely. Uh, okay. Well, I don't remember what we were saying. So I think that, I think that covers everything. Jenny, do you have anything else you want to I don't add, add to that? No. All right. Well, if you, as always, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to email contact at timberandsteelgym.com. If you have ideas or topics yeah. you want us to discuss, please yeah, email year. those uh, in. Anything that you want us to talk more about, something we've covered. I'm sure there's lots of aspects to the things we've already covered that we could uh, talk some more about. And yeah, everyone have a, a great holiday season time and a happy new year. And we'll talk to you again in, in the new year. Bye. Bye.